0: this podcast is brought to you by redemption press where we train new and aspiring authors to glorify god with the written and spoken word well hey everyone we have a special treat for you this week in the studio with me live. This is a little out of the box for our new Project Redemption real life stories, but I have Shelly Brown, Redemption Press team member and amazing woman of God on the podcast today because I want you to hear her story of what God has done in her life. It is nothing short of Miraculous. So
1: welcome to the podcast, Miss Shelley. It's great to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here in the studio.
0: Yes. (laughs) So um, I want to just share a little bit about Shelley because um, she is a very dear friend. And I want you to get to know her just a little bit from some things that I want to share about her God has called and I love this about Shelly God has called her to transformational discipleship where she walks with women on their journey to healing and freedom and walking in their identity and purpose and that is just so huge Uh, that just that one thing right there is huge and and I love that about her heart so that's that's why I wanted to have her be on one of these early shows of real life stories, because mm. this is the kind of transformation that God can do in the lives of women. And I love that that is her heart to see that mm. happen. And I also love her overwhelming passion to see women healed and set free so that they can be who God intended them to be. Mm -hmm. And that is just one of those things. Not everybody really, God hasn't called everybody to that Mm -hmm. specific ministry, but my goodness, Mm -hmm. he has called Shelly to it and she has watched him do just the ripple effect Mm -hmm. of transformation from woman to woman. And Mm -hmm. just it's, I'm in awe of what God has done Mm -hmm. And you will be too. So I want to share her favorite scripture and then ask her to tell us why (laughs) this is her favorite scripture. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this. That he understands and knows me. Mm. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these Mm. I delight, says
1: the Lord. So Shelly, tell us why that is your favorite scripture. Well, I love this passage because most often we focus on how God knows us and understands us, right? He sees us um, and, and all of that is true and is amazing. However, in this particular passage, he gives us a glimpse mm. into his own heart and his desire, his desire to be known and understood by us, by us. And he delights at the end of that passage says he that he delights in being known by us. And of course, the more we know him and his attributes, um, the more we'll reflect his attributes of loving kindness and justice and righteousness. I love that, because what's so cool is you just like flipped it. Mm -hmm. We're always so
0: you know, God needs to know us and I need to be known by him and we're, you know, it's kind of all about us when he wants us Mm. to know him and to really get him. Right. And how, because what a
1: powerful shift that gives us as we begin to do that. When you think about it, it, that's the intimacy because the know here is about intimacy and it's intimacy is two-way street. Mm. It's not just about what he... You know, I want him to know me, you know, it's, he wants to be known by us. That's mm. a relationship.
0: Ooh, this is going to be good. Can you tell this is going to be good? Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's start out then.
1: Okay. Tell us your redemption story. How did God get a hold of you? Well, um, I could choose a several different phases of my life or seasons of my life, but I'm just going to focus on this one that really was, the um, the, probably the greatest one um, in my life, apart from my salvation experience, was um, about 14 years ago, just my world absolutely falling apart and um, imploding and exploding. And it was a very long wilderness journey. And it was dry, it was painful, it was excruciating, there was a lot of loss, betrayal. um, And I, I was really stripped of just about everything, ultimately just about everything. And um, I thought during that time that uh, God had put me on a shelf because one of the things that became non-existent was my ministry. I was speaking and writing and I loved that part, but uh, everything uh, just was stripped from me and including the things that I loved the most. What um, What I had thought was that he had put me on the shelf, but when I was coming out of it, He showed me, no, I didn't put you on a shelf. That was your time of preparation. Mm -hmm. It was the training ground for where he was taking me. I love that because so often we
0: can end up embittered Mm -hmm. when God does prepare us, but it does feel Mm -hmm. like he's put us in the corner or he's put us on the shelf or we've done something so wrong that Mm -hmm. he just can't use us anymore. And what I love is that he showed you that that Mm. was preparation,
1: not discipline. Right. Yeah. And there might have been some discipline in that, but it's the refining and Mm -hmm. it is that preparation. And when you think about it all throughout scripture, those who were called and had a calling on their life, they didn't go straight into their, uh, to the calling, right? If Joseph had gone straight into his calling when he, you know, had that dream and, he, it would have been disastrous. He wasn't mm-hmm. ready. And Moses was, none of them were ready to go into it. It was 10, 20, 30, 40 years before the fulfillment of that calling. So it's, and it's that wilderness, that um, preparation season that we resist and it's painful. Nobody loves it, but um, seeing how he was preparing me. And um, so, and here I am just the fruit of that. Um Praise God. Amen.
0: Amen. And I want to just say that I did a two-part podcast interview with Shelly on her, that really all the depth of what all she's gone through in her life and all that God has redeemed her from Mm -hmm. and restored her from. So down in the show notes, you will see a link to both of those episodes so you can just get a little more of the backstory, which I think would be very helpful to those who are listening and watching today. So what I would like to do is kind of just have a conversation about how you have seen God restore. He's redeemed you. Mm. And now there's some major restoration that he has done in your life. And let's get that story.
1: Yes. Well, the restoration uh, has come It seems at a snail's pace, because honestly, if I look back, um, not everything has been restored um, the way that I would like for it to have been restored. Uh, But what he has done is um, taking me into a new depth of um, intimacy and uh, knowledge of him and an equipping of being able to help other women walk through and heal from the pain of their past and to walk in in the freedom that, uh, and not just cope with life, but to truly walk in that abundant life and experience um, freedom from their past pain, their bondages. And I would never have been able to do this had it not been for the journey um, that he's taken me on. And if that was all he restored in my life, that would have been Mm. enough. Um, And uh, part of my story is that he, or. That I lost my marriage of 21 years. Um, I pretty much lost 95% of everything, and honestly, it's none of that's been restored. Uh, what having my a home of my own and uh, all of those things that I lost um, in the natural realm have not been restored. But what He's done in me has been far beyond anything. So it's kind of like what P- uh, Peter says in First Peter chapter one, I think it is where he says um, in verse seven, he says, the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and the glory in the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory." And so the trying of your faith, I mean, it is much more precious than the gold that perishes. So, but it's that, it's that
0: refining and going through the fire Mm -hmm. and loss and all the things that stripped away that then God, he maybe doesn't give you back everything, but what he does in you is worth way right. more than the, than oh, the houses or the cars right. or the marital right. status or all those things. And right. it's just, you can't put a price tag on not can. You can't. Mm. All right. So I want our listeners to hear about the kind of ministry, the story mm-hmm. of your life right now, and the kind of ministry that he has called you to, Cause you don't have a book out right now because right. I don't know if you want to tell us that story about that manuscript and um, just kind of yeah. how that all came about and what God has been doing
1: with you in your healing mm-hmm. that now
0: you're walking with women and helping them heal.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, as I mentioned earlier, i um, did a lot of writing, a lot of speaking, and my dream was to speak to the masses. Uh, I had this whole vision of going up the East Coast. I live in Orlando, Florida, and I had this vision of uh, traveling up the East Coast, doing girls' night outs and uh, sharing a message, having an intimate night of worship and praise and a message. And uh, so that was my dream. And I had been writing for more than a decade, and I had a, um, I actually had three works in progress, but one of those was uh, Christian living uh, memoir. Uh, of my story and oh, weaving, you know, scripture and truth and everything through uh, the, my story. But uh, on a Friday evening about six years ago, my laptop crashed and I lost everything. How? Uh, and, and I'm not kidding you. I'm not exaggerating. Hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of writing, research, notes—just um, it was gone. And it was devastating. And I just, uh, that entire weekend from Friday night through Sunday night, I mean, I grieved. <laughs> I lamented. I was, I paced back and forth in my condo, just crying out to God. I'm like, I can't recreate this. How It was such a profound loss for me. And uh, so finally, by Sunday night, uh, as I began to pull myself together, I um, just sat on my couch and just uh, very calmly now, was just talking to the Lord and um, with a more level head (laughs) at this point. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say to me so clearly to my spirit, um, Shelly, I'm doing a new thing in you. Hmm. And um, while your story is going to be the same, the story of the abuse, the loss, the rejection, the pain, the abandonment, all of those things, your story is the same but your message is going to be very different Mm. because see, I had been writing and ministering for more than a decade out of my brokenness. And I thought I was okay. Uh, I had it all together. I thought I looked like I had it all together. People thought I had it pretty much all together. Um, But what I was really doing was just coping with life. And I had become a professional coper and I know God used um, that season of ministry, uh, And, you know, hearts were stirred and there would usually barely be a dry eye in the audience when I would share the messages. And so I know God used it on some level, but it got to a point where God was like, no, no, we're going to take I'm going to use you in a very different way. And um, I there's some work that needs to be done. And that was when when I referred to earlier about that long wilderness journey of the stripping and losing everything, that was what started that journey of. Of the the stripping and the Lord just beginning to do a healing work in um, in my heart and um, and just helping me to finally become that new creation because I you know in Second Corinthians five seventeen where says um, Paul says that um, your new creation in Christ behold old things are passed away all things are become new right when you accept the Lord into your life and make him Lord of your life. You are a new creation. We are a new creation. Our spirits are white as snow is pure. We are like Jesus in our spirit. However, and for years I felt condemned by that verse because I knew it was truth, but I wasn't living that way. I was like, how, like, why shall we? are you still feeling rejected? Why are you still in so much pain? Um, why do you take offense? By this? Why do you react and respond this way? your new creation, you should be acting like that new creation, but I wasn't. Well, I discovered through that um, journey, as I was, the Lord began that healing process in me was that uh, while we are that new creation in our spirit, we have a lot of wounds and brokenness from our past. And it can be our, even if we live, live live a life of horrible sin, it can be things that we have done or that have been done to us that need tending to and need healing. And so I've gone through that healing journey and that um, really becoming who God created me to be, not who I thought I was, but who God created me to be. And so now uh, the Lord has opened that door for me um, over the last few years where ministry looks very different. Um, It's not about standing on the platform anymore. It's not about speaking to the masses. If he opens the door and gives me that opportunity. I would do that with great fear and trepidation, Mm. (laughs) but I would do it out of obedience. Uh, But it is really uh, transformational discipleship where, and the difference between that and discipleship uh, and discipleship 101 is, uh, you know, so many of us go, when we do go through discipleship, it's really a lot about head knowledge, right? It's how to defend your faith and this is all good. I'm not saying that this is bad stuff, but it's not transforming you. It's not tending to those areas of your heart that need truth applied to it and the healing um, Mm. applied to it. And um, so that you can actually uh, be free and walking in that freedom and in that abundant life that he came to give us. And that is just so powerful to realize that,
0: you know, when we all get saved and we're a new creation and we're we are feel condemned because Mm -hmm. inside we don't feel all brand new because we got our baggage. Mm -hmm. We got all of those wounds that we've really not allowed God in to do that healing. And we need that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the church hasn't been great about being a safe place mm-hmm. for us to admit, why do I feel so broken if I'm a new creation? We, mm-hmm. we don't, we we don't even want to say that because we might be mm-hmm. shamed and looked at like there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. So I love what you are able to do with women mm-hmm. in that transformational discipleship mm-hmm. is allow them to get the healing that they need and to be able to come to that place where they actually can that healing in them and the comfort they've received can be extended
1: to others right. that's exactly it and that's the long-term goal of transformational discipleship is first it's really looking inward and allowing the lord to heal those places of our heart and soul and setting us free and um and tearing down those strongholds. And, um, and then it's the equipping. Mm-hmm. So, because we can't forget about the equipping, ultimately it's about multiplication, right? He's called us to make disciples. He doesn't say make converts, right? We're now we're to preach the gospel, but he says, tells us to make disciples. And we do such, I think a really, really sad job mm-hmm. of truly making disciples, because if you're not equipped, you can't make disciples. And if you're not healed and set free yourself, Um, you can't even get to the next place of, of, of making disciples and being equipped. So, uh, we just, we're kind of dropping the ball, I think, um, in our churches in a lot, not all, but in many churches, because we have the journey looks like this. And I wish I had a little whiteboard so I could write it on as a visual, um, but this is also a podcast. So you're hearing the audio, but I want you to think of it this way. So the journey is the more we know him. Jesus, the more we know Jesus, the more we love him. The more we love him, the more we can trust him. The more we trust him, the more freedom we have. And and the freedom is that we're free to love, whether we're loved in return or not. We're free to serve, right? And so what we do is in so many of our Uh, churches and ministries is somebody gets saved. And what's the first thing that they do? Put them to work. Put them to work. (laughs) Let's get them serving, right? So we're really, really busy, which must mean you're really, really spiritual, right? No, it might mean that you're just really, really busy. And so we need to tend to those places of our heart and go along that journey of knowing him more, like intimately knowing him. The more you know him, the more you love him, because you cannot know him and not love him. The more you know his character, You, his power and his compassion for you. He's the most powerful, compassionate God, and to know both of that uh, parts of God. Um, And then the more you uh, love him, the more you can trust him. And then you're free Mm -hmm. to serve, and you won't be, you'll know where you're to serve,
0: right? Amen and amen. So often we serve. As kind of our self medication, Mm -hmm. because if we're busy, we don't have time to think about that pain that's still there and still affecting us. So just the whole idea of really focusing on that intimacy Mm -hmm. with Christ, that healing that needs to come so that we are equipped to be able to be a light Mm -hmm. to those around us. It's hard to be a light if we've got all that stuff just still uh, untended to. Yeah. So I love the way that not only have you been redeemed, my mm-hmm. friend, but restored in, I mean, your soul has been restored mm-hmm. and your ministry restored. And then for you to retell mm-hmm. your own experience of thinking you were okay mm-hmm. and finding out, right. oh my goodness, nope. I got some stuff oh, to work yeah. on. And then how God has done that work in your heart to deal with that spirit of rejection and all Mm -hmm. that's part of that wounding. Right. Um, I just love that he's given you such Mm -hmm. fruit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've just seen such fruit in the women that you minister to. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And if people are listening today and they want to reach out to you online or on the web
1: or whatever, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I don't have a website up yet, and I'm not sure that I will um, because God brings women to me. I don't, um, I made a commitment um, quite a while ago that I would never ask to um, be invited somewhere or um, to um, for for opportunities, but that uh, whoever the Lord brought to me or the opportunities he brought, that I would obediently walk through those doors. And so the Lord has brought opportunities that I could never have. um, And by the way, they're, You don't know about the opportunities because they're in obscurity, right? It's not things that um, it's very sacred and it's um, it's a lot of heart work. And so it's done. um, You know, we don't post on Facebook. Matter of fact, the ministry that I serve with is not even on social media, um, yet it's worldwide. And the impact is that um, multiplication. So you reach one and if that one reaches one and it's just um, gone throughout the world uh, with many, many, many tens of thousands of women. Um, being equipped um, through the Transformation Discipleship. So all that to say, to answer your question, um, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can private message me uh, and um, I, you want to Zoom chat. Um, I believe in divine appointments and I would love to connect with you, um, but it would be through that as opposed to a, a website right now. Well, there you go. And we will post down
0: in the show notes down below the information, uh, on where you can connect with her on social media and how you can Facebook messenger her or direct message, whatever. Um, but Shelly, thank you so much for being with us today. It is always a delight to hear the backstory and how God Mm -hmm. has used some real hard things in your life to bring great fruit. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. And while you're thinking about it, take a moment to rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you listen on. That way our episodes end up higher in the algorithms and that's how people find us. So this is Athena Dean Holtz with Project Redemption and we will see you next week. Bye for now.